0: by T.G. Brooks Supply Company, Sandling Goss and Trailers, North Main Street Tacos, M&M Auction. They're hosting a firearms auction up in Broadax, Virginia, on the 2nd of March. We'll tell you about that. As well as J.T. Allison, Jody and Kim rocking the county one load at a time. And after this rain that we're getting today, and rain tomorrow, if you think that it's time for gravels for your driveway, parking area, or whatever it may be, call them at JT Allison, and we'll tell you how to get in touch with them coming up in just a little bit. But right now, I'd like to make welcome to the program all the way from the North Carolina Cooperative Extension Service, and he just happens to be... In beautiful Granville County today, I'd like to make welcome to the program, Mr. Johnny Coley. Good morning, Johnny.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you, sir. Yep, appreciate it. Thank you for allowing us to be here. And, uh, I always enjoy being on the radio and uh, talking to people about, well, in my case, horticulture, but agriculture in general. So, yep, yep, yeah, yep, uh always appreciate the opportunity. Uh, Rob, hope you're doing well this morning.
0: Oh yeah, doing okay, Johnny, and uh, uh
1: damp, a little damp, but that's uh, all right. Well, I
0: know they say, I know they say that April showers make May flowers. So rain in February, I guess, just makes mud.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what May flowers bring, right?
0: What's that? Pilgrims. It brings what? Pilgrims. Pilgrims. Mayflower, that's right. Good one, Johnny. Never heard that. Great. Mayflower bring bring pilgrims. Good job on that. And, you know, Johnny, uh, I thought about this uh, in the last day or two. You know, May will be here before you know it. And uh, just, I guess, we never start talking about it early enough. But I, I guess mo, most people, you know, that partake always remember what the first Saturday in May is. And, and, and that is National Naked Gardening Day. So uh, if you want to, you know, go ahead and make plans, that will be May 4th, the first Saturday in May. So, and from, I have, I've never, you know, Done that, but I've heard that you used to be the one that used to, you know, be the leader of the National Naked Gardening Day on, on, on the uh, in, in in the south part of Granville County. Is that true?
1: Well, I can confirm that that is not true.
0: <laughs> okay, well, you know how rumors <laughs> circulate.
1: I, I tell people, you know, we talked we talk about the weather earlier, and um, I've always been a fan of cooler weather I've always said I could put more on but uh, I want uh, shorts and a t-shirt is is about all I'm decent in and some people would argue that so um, <laughs> um, <laughs> well that's, but, just, that's, that's just, it's a little clothing as I try to be seen in, in public you know, and and at 95 degrees it's still hot so. ab-
0: absolutely <laughs> well anyway we'll keep you reminded about that you know national naked gardening day the first Saturday May now, Johnny, last Saturday, uh, you had a pruning demonstration and from what I understand, uh, the weather, you know, wasn't too bad, a little bit windy, but I understand you had had a real nice workshop.
1: We did. We had a, a real nice um, workshop out in Timberlake, uh, North Carolina and in, in southern person county. Um, had a, had a real good turnout. We, um, you know, talked about pruning different techniques and, uh, I think, uh, hopefully everybody, uh, went, came away with a little more knowledge than they had when they, when they came with, uh, with pruning skills. And the main thing with, with pruning, Rob, a lot of people is just the, the fear of, you know, messing up, fear of not, you know, not pruning correctly or, or doing something wrong. And, um, you know, once you overcome that and you, you know, you, you sort of you get into it, I told them last Saturday, Pruning can be therapeutic. Um, you know, once you sort of get into it and get your get your confidence up a little bit, you can get out there on a pretty day and uh, do some pruning. It's uh, it's it's very very therapeutic. We uh, but we did have a, a nice a nice field day, and um, I have a lot of calls this time of year about pruning. It's, it's sort of that time of year to to get all your um, your, your fruit trees mainly uh, plant up. Uh, pruned um it's coming up on the time for planting them too but uh the you want to get them go ahead and get them pruned your blueberries your grapes your apples pears peaches uh, all of your all your different fruits um, you want to go ahead and, and prune them this time of year uh, by, by the middle of march you want to get that done at least you, you don't want to go much past that <clears throat> and depending on how severe you want to prune uh, the earlier the better. you uh, usually try to get that done by the end of February. <clears throat> but it's uh, you yeah, know it's a good time to plan to do that and, um, you know the, the the pruning it's hard to do on some some things. blueberries, for instance, they're budded. you know they, they have those flower buds on there now. it's hard to hard to prune those because you you know you, you know when you cut those blooms off that that's your berries. But um, you will have better berries if you, if you do a good pruning job. You'll have some bigger, bigger berries. And uh, sometimes we just have to get pretty aggressive with our pruning if the, if, if the plants have been neglected for a number of years. Uh, we have to get a little bit more aggressive with, with pruning and, and sometimes sacrifice uh, some fruit that, that, you know, that initial year of getting things back in shape. But in years to come, it will make the, the tree more productive. So or or, or vine, if it's a great vine or bush, uh, or, uh, or, canes, uh, or or canes, the blackberries, of course, have a, a, more of a cane fruit, um, or cane plant. But uh yes yeah, a good time to, to get that done. You wanna make sure you, you do that. And on the ornamental side, um, you know you may have to be more careful with pruning things this time of year. You don't want to prune anything that's fixing the bloom uh early spring. Uh, where the blooms on new growth, or I'm sorry, blooms on old growth. Uh, you don't want to prune anything now that blooms on, on old growth or growth that occurred last year. And you'll prune your buds off. Azaleas, Recipias, um, examples of that. Hydrangeas, the mop pit hydrangeas is another example. So, I've got, you know, uh, you North know, Carolina Extension has a great publication of uh, how to prune specific plants. Um, and you could probably just put that in your search engine, um, you know, uh, NC State pruning specific plants, and it'll probably come up with that publication. But if um, if you'd like, just get in touch with me; I'll be glad to send you a copy, either digitally or or hard copy. Um, I'll put that in the mail to you as well. So just, you know, that, that's a good publication that will tell you when to prune specific plants, when when to prune um, plants in order to. Not prune the blooms off, um, you know. And, and some plants can be a little tricky, uh, you know, because you don't want to prune the, the, the blooms and you don't want to prune the fruit. Some of the hollies, but um. Anyway, the, the azaleas now you have encore azaleas, you have the repeat blooming azaleas. So you want to uh, make sure you you prune those properly because they bloom. Uh, the, the repeat bloom azaleas will bloom on this year's growth and last year's growth, so it blooms on both. Uh, but the time to prune azaleas, regardless, is right after they finish blooming in the spring. Uh, so that's when you want to prune your, your azaleas, uh, is right after they finish blooming in the spring, and you would be okay, whether it's a repeat-blooming azalea or if it's just a traditional azalea that blooms in the spring, pruning them right after they bloom in the, in the springtime is, is the time to do that.
0: Well, now, Johnny, our blackberries are just really, really need to be cut back and pruned. But I have never really understood the proper way to prune blackberries because is it? Am I wrong by saying that this year's blackberries come off of last year's growth?
1: That is correct for for most all our blackberries in this area. That is that is a correct statement. They're, they are what they call fluorcane blackberries, uh, so they bloom on bloom and produce fruit on on last year's growth. With the blackberries, you don't have a problem with with pruning. Uh, the growth before last year because on the floor canes that dies the the last year's um the 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 fruiting part that um of the plant the the part of the plant that that actually had fruit on it last year that cane will actually die um so you want to get that out that's that's one of the first things you just clean that out you can do that um, in the fall of last year, you could have gotten that out, but you can still do it now. Any any of the canes that are dead, uh, of course, they're not going to have any, any fruit on it. Um, if it's been a while since you pruned them, you might need to thin some of the canes so you don't have so many canes competing with each other. So you want to get um, a, if you have a lot of growth coming out from that um, blackberry, thin thin those out. Uh, you know, maybe I don't know four to six canes, you know, good canes that you've got coming up. Um, and that's what you'll have your, your fruit on this year. It's a little bit late now to do any any pruning on that because if you prune the tips off, you prune it back, um, you know, you might not have the, the fruit set. A lot of people will uh prune the, the blackberries and they've prune what grew last year so it would it would be you're you're pruning it, let's go back in time for last summer. And the growth that came up last year doesn't have any fruit on it because that's this year's growth. The, the, the fruit was on, on the year before's growth. So um, that that new growth after uh, after everything is, has come out and um, the, the fruit is, is ended, uh, that new growth from last year you can tip prune that, and if you tip prune it that's going to cause some buds to break, and you'll get more fruit wood for this coming year, if that makes sense. You probably want to spray it with a a fungicide after doing that, because as I've mentioned before, whenever you prune something, it's opening up a wound. So, you know, spraying that with a fungicide, blackberries are notorious for a lot of different diseases, um, and and maybe you can get some insects possibly in there too. So, you probably want to spray that with a, um, something labeled for for blackberries for uh, a fungus, <clears throat> and then that new growth will will come up. You know, will 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 be there, and that will be a good air, good um, fruit set for this year. So you'll get more uh, more growth for fruit set. So that, it, it is a little. A little tricky. The main thing with blackberries is, is getting that dead out so it's not have so many and, and, and making sure you don't have too many canes. Uh, because what happens, is they just get overgrown. You get too much, too many canes and um, you don't have, you, you may have a lot of fruit, but they're not very big. Uh, so it's better to, to get those canes thinned out so you don't have so much competition. Uh, I, I so think that's what...
0: Yeah, I think that's what our problem is. We've got too many, you know, canes. I, I sure do. But what was you gonna say about the thornless now?
1: Well, I was just, I was just gonna say, you know, thornless are a whole lot friendlier to to, <laughs> to prune, of course. <laughs> thorn ones, you, you want to. I always tell able to do thorn ones on a cold day, so you can have plenty of clothes on. <laughs> that's right. Can, um, that, 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 that hurts you so bad, but yeah, could they can be a little. Uh,
0: tricky to prune if they have the thorns on. Now, Johnny, uh, speaking of pruning and, and, and things like that, and I'm sure you had planned to mention it, but the uh, Person County 4-H uh, blueberry plants are now available, and uh, meaning you have to pre-order. And uh, the sale actually ends on March the 15th. And they are $15 per potted one-gallon plant. Or you can get a variety pack, which is five different plants, for $60. Now, Johnny, um, and I understand that after uh, this, you're going to kind of be doing a uh, blueberry workshop now. Since I know blueberries are probably one of your favorite fruits, along with the workshop, are you going to be bringing in some different things made with blueberries?
1: <laughs> well, that's a great idea. Huh? I thought a, it was. I thought it was. A yeah, very good idea. <laughs> and I can I can taste sample some of those while while we're doing uh, Yeah, that's a great idea. But, uh, um, yeah, I want to put that. Uh, I'll ask Lexi if that's in our, our budget to the, for the workshop on that but you're right la we do have the, the, the blueberries uh, 4-h are, are selling those in the person county um office so just contact the, the person county office uh lexi or, or sandy either one can uh get you uh, some blueberries they're 15 each uh one gallon sizes um, or that, that, that is a great deal that, uh, five plants for, for 60. And, and for that $60, what you would get is, is one of, of each of the five varieties that, uh, that is being offered. And those varieties are all rabid eye varieties, which I always, always would be recommended for this area. Our soils are a little bit heavier soils in the city, so the rabbit eyes do, do much better than, than your other types of, of blueberries. Uh so we have Premier, Columbus, Tiff Blue, Onslow, and Powder Blue, uh which is just a good m- good mixture of, of the uh different seasons. Premier is a, a mid early to mid season, Columbus is the early to mid, tiff blue is a mid, and then the onslow and uh powder blue or, or later season uh So it staggers your your fruit, they don't all come at one time. And it's always good for blueberries to have more than one variety uh across pollination. Purposes. So, although these are all rabbit eye, all rabbit eye types, um, or all rabbit eye varieties, these are um, they, you know, they're going to produce fruit at, at different times, um, and and they're great for, for cross pollination. So, the more variety, the, the better on the blueberries. Um, so, getting that, you know, doing that variety pack. If you've got room for as many as five, you want to, uh, go, you know do that and get those five different varieties if you don't have room but, but three and you you know you're going to do them by each and you don't have room but for three then um you know getting three different varieties would be what i'd recommend um on that you don't want to get all of one one particular variety now if you already got some planted of course you know you, you could you know if, if you've got if you know you have columbus and Blue planted and you want it three premier yeah go you know that would be fine but if you know, you, you're just starting you want to make sure you have more than more than one variety for for cross pollination purposes um, but yeah looking forward to that and, uh, march 18th I believe it's 6 o'clock this one will be doing the, the blueberry workshop um yeah that is we were we were trying to uh line up the the workshop about the time uh, pickup was going to B and uh, it didn't that didn't work out, but uh, I should have had it a little bit earlier so we get it that worked out before the deadline of, of ordering. But um, if anybody has any questions on it, uh, you know, before you order, please feel free to give me a call. You know, talked to a talked to a lady yesterday about uh, the, the things with blueberries. The main thing to remember with blueberries is pH. Uh, you want a pH of about a four point four point three to five point three. Yeah, a range of pH for the blueberries, which is unusual for, uh, different than other, uh, fruiting plants or plants in general. Most plants wanted, you know, 5.8, 6.5, 5, yeah, 5.8, 6.5 for most plants. But the blueberries, um, they can, they can become deficient in certain nutrients if the pH gets too high. So you want to keep that pH low. And that's, that's one of the key things. For blueberries, they're, they're a great, great crop. They're a great, uh, fruit. They're not, you know, they're not real fussy. You don't have to keep them sprayed, uh, like some of the other, uh, fruit trees, the apples and peaches, or, you know, you just need to keep a spray program on them the blueberries. They, they, they usually, they usually do pretty good. I've, I've been asked on the, on the deer pressure with the blueberries, um, and I've, I've had sort of mixed, uh, mixed bag of that as far as um, some people have trouble with blueberries and, and deer and some people don't we've got a demonstration plot over here in Granville County um, it's got a hundred plus uh, plants in it and never really have had that much issue with, with deer browsing that and that's in an area that um, you know would would get some deer pressure um, for some woods, woods nearby so uh, never have any problem with, with them there but I have heard homeowners say that they've had deer to browse them it's not usually a, a huge problem uh, or a big a big problem for deer and blueberry but um, it is something to, to keep an eye out for them. but but uh, yeah they're, they're great you yeah and i tell people rob you know blueberries are, are ornamental i mean if you don't like blueberries you know, plant the blueberries and let the birds eat the, the blueberries. You still get the, the, the flower in the spring, and they're, they're beautiful when they flower. Um, they, they do have the berries on them in the summer, and the fall color is, is gorgeous on the rabbit eye uh, blueberries. So, you know, even even if you just want a wildlife plant, plant something for, for the wildlife, because the birds uh, uh, love them, love the blueberries. So, you know, you can plant them for that reason. And, um. Uh, If you don't want the the blueberries yourself, but um, I can't imagine that, but uh, some people might not. So (laughs) some people can't imagine me not liking tomatoes.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I wasn't going to mention that today, but you did. (laughs) Well, now, Johnny, um, what may sound like a crazy question, can you look at a blueberry plant or bush and, and, and identify what type it is?
1: Uh, the 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 key uh, word in that question was um, can you and and I'm assuming can I is what you're asking. No, the answer would be no. I cannot. Uh, someone that is more trained than myself could probably do so. Uh, it is difficult. It's at the bloom stage that you would that you would tell it most likely? Um, that would be where you would tell. Now some of them do have a different color uh, leaf. They have a little bit more. Um, uh glaucus a little more um just a different shade of green um on their uh on the bush. So there was someone that worked with blueberries quite a bit, if they had a, a bloom and a and a leaf, they could probably distinguish um the two. But they are they are difficult to, to tell just from just from looking. And I, I personally cannot do that. Um well, I, I, the best way I can tell you what it is on this tag. So.
0: <laughs> the, the reason that I was asking just suppose someone may have uh, blueberries already planted, but they don't know what variety they are. And you said it works best for them to, you know, cross pollinate. And if the variety that they have planted now that they don't know the name of, I guess the best way to do it would be to buy two plants of a different variety and most likely that one of the plants you bought could be the variety you already have or the other plant may not be. So that would create some cross-pollination that way. And and that's the only reason that that I was asking. So, uh, and my sister has some... Planted at her at her house i think she has three but honestly i don't know if they are the same variety or not
1: well and if they're producing you know if they're doing a, you know a good job of getting fruit that's that's the that's the the main objective right is to get uh, get fruit off of them and if they're being fruitful then you know then, then you're you're in good shape um if of, of the varieties that's being offered by, by 4H, Onslow, and this is probably uh, to be debated or rebuked, but uh, onslow's is probably your, your least um, uh, that you would see in, in a uh, uh, or, or be available um, in most most retail outlets or whatever. me, Columbus to Blue Powder Blue, they're, they're they're pretty pretty. Common, you you see them quite a bit. Onslow will probably be your 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 one. If I had three and all I had room was for one more at this sale, I would I would get Onslow because that would most likely be picking um, one that was not in that group of three.
0: Okay, all right. Some good information. Hey, we need to get a break in and get a message on for T G Brooks Supply Company. We've been mentioning over the last uh, week or so that they have some country hams available. And, you know, Easter will be early this year. It's going to be the end of March. A lot of things happening in March. That's when we're going to spring forward into daylight savings time. So here's more information about T.G. Brooks Supply Company, 411, Helling the Mariah Road. And trust me, when it's gardening season, there you go to place. Even though the calendar says
2: it is February, we all know that spring 2024 is not far behind. Come to T.G. Brooks Supply Company and get some sound advice for your lawn preparation coming up soon. They've had so much experience, so why not let the professionals work with you on your spring lawn and garden planning? They serve homeowners all over the person and surrounding counties, and they will tell you about the advantages of pre-emergent weed control or weed and feed. Perk up your lawn with fertilizer, lime, and weed control to get your lawn off to a proper spring start. To beautify your flower garden and shrubs around your home tg brooks supply company carries hardwood and dyed mulches and they do deliver right to your home or office they sell by the scoop or by the bag they feature the popular lawn and garden chemicals and treatments insecticides herbicides and they carry the soils like topsoil bulk planting soil potting soil cow manure and pine needles to make your place look sharp they have equipment for sale or for rent, like spreaders, power pluggers, and lots of lawn and garden tools. And wheelbarrows. And, you know, before you know it, it'll be March. They will have your flower garden and vegetables and your garden supplies. And when it comes to beautification, come in today and talk over your plans. T.G. Brooks Supply Company has your water heater elements, thermostats, and pressure relief valves. They have your Taylor wood stove parts and Comfort Glow heaters for extra warmth. Be sure to spend time shopping Maybell's Boutique, which is upstairs, featuring children's clothing, shoes, and other nice selections for children. 411 Helena Maria Road, T.G. Brooks Supply Company, and Maybell's Boutique. Person County and surrounding areas, count on T.G. Brooks Supply Company and Maybell's Boutique. Phone 336-364-3016.
0: We appreciate the support of T.G. Brooks Supply Company. Coming up in a little bit, we'll share some information with you from Sandling Golf Cars and Trailers, North Main Street Tacos, M&M Auction, and J.T. Allison, Jody, and Kim rocking the county one load at a time. Now, Johnny, uh, tomorrow morning in Granville County, it's going to be a horse coggins and vaccinations clinic uh, at Southern States in Oxford, uh, but it's kind of being headed up and organized by uh, Miss Kim Woods. Correct?
1: It is. It is. Um, so, uh, if you if you still if, if nobody if you're if you're not signed up for that, you do uh, recommend uh, to register. They're trying to. To fill in uh, time slots at about five minute increments, um, and, and they'll be doing the West Nile, um, and, and I don't I don't know all these tests because I'm not live right talking, but uh, West Nile and EWE and TET tests. Uh, they're fifty two dollars. The flu slash Rhino, the Rhino virus, um, it's thirty dollars. Rabies is twenty two. Um, and there's a core vaccination, uh, with 74, which covers the, uh, EWE slash T West Nile and rabies together. So there's 74 and then the Coggins vaccination is 30. Um, so that's from 8 to 12 tomorrow. Um, so, uh, please call the uh, Bramble County office and, um, get you signed up. For that uh, looks like there's still some some places on the spreadsheet for people to to register for that so um if you're interested give them a call that's not but southern states here in oxford at 607 hillsborough street in oxford will be where they to do this so, um if you have a horse that you need to need to get a vaccination for i think coggins is uh, uh one of the vaccinations most trail rides try to um Screen for so uh, finding the trail, ride your horses, uh, and get that that done. Um, so yeah, calls about that. We also have a paraquat training next um, next Friday, a week from the day. We have a paraquat training, Rob uh, here in uh, Granville County at the Expo Center. Um, so if you're you're a farmer or grower and you're going to be spraying uh, paraquat, the uh, moxone is probably your your most common. Uh, brand name of of that uh, type of herbicide. If you're going to be spraying that, you need to uh, need to get a certification uh, on that. And and if if you you are a farm, one of your helpers are going to be applying. Whoever is applying it needs to have that certification. So um, so it's not some some license, some certifications. It's it's somebody on the farm, uh, or if, if you know somebody you can you can go under somebody else's certification on this particular thing. Uh you need to actually be certified if you're applying it. So uh we're doing that. That'll be next Friday from uh nine to eleven. And there is a test after that. Um, so I think I think the training's actually from nine to ten and then there's a uh, you we have to take a test and uh you do have to pass the test but you can take the test as many times as you need to if in order to do that this is a training that is also offered online, uh, by EPA. EPA actually, uh, offers this, uh, training online. Uh, it, it does cost $26 if you do it online tomorrow, uh, next, next Fridays, uh, that's March 1st, March 1st, next Friday, uh, that, that, uh, at the Expo Center will be free. So that'll be a free, free of charge event, uh, there. So if you need, would you certification, uh, Please give us a call. We'll
0: get you registered for that um, at the Expo Center next next week. So, well, now Johnny, uh, people are going to start cutting grass definitely within the next month. Uh, a lot of people have got lawn care on their minds. Uh, they also have little creepy crawlers. On their minds, whether it's voles, moles, or whatever it may be, Uh, the moles seem to be active already. And kind of one misconception, people sometimes feel like that they may be infested with moles, where in most cases you may only have one mole in your yard, but they can do a lot of damage.
1: They they can uh, moles uh, and, and the the difference between the the moles and the voles um, moles are are diggers they're gonna they're gonna dig if you, if you see a mole and uh, you, you'll you'll it looks like a little excavator almost it just it, it's got digging calls um, they're they're blind uh, so you know you don't you, they're very very different as far as how they they look uh, moles. Are mainly carnivores. Uh, I've, I've seen them listed as carnivores and um, omnivores, which omnivores will eat pretty much anything. Moles will eat a little bit of, of uh, roots. They, they will eat a little bit of the plant roots, but they are mainly carnivores. So they're not really harming your your turf. They're not really harming the plants. The voles are the ones that will um, often use the tunnels of the the moles, and they'll also burrow. Uh, in, in grass, uh, if you have fruit trees, usually it's recommended not to put mulch right up against the tree because the voles they'll tunnel under that mulch and get to the base of the tree, and they'll actually girdle the tree. They'll eat the roots and and the uh, right at the base of the tree, they can they can girdle it. So uh, the voles do your plants more harm than the moles. However, I understand that mole the moles will. The the tunnels in your turf are are unsightly and and can be dangerous if you're uh, walking and just you know sort of twist your ankle in in one of those those tunnels. I understand they um, they can be dangerous. You know they are aerating the soil and they're getting rid of some grubs. However, their biggest diet would be earthworms. Uh, They they do probably prefer earthworms over anything else. So, um, you know, probably the best way to get rid of moles is a trap. Uh, it's trapping them. It is a it is a kill trap. Um, and you are supposed to get a depredation permit uh, before trapping the, the moles. You, know, you get that from the North Carolina Wildlife Commission. Uh, it's free of charge. Uh, it's a very simple process to do that, but you are supposed to get a, a depredation permit. Um, and the, the traps are a kill trap. Usually, you know, you see all the tunnels in your yard, Rob, and you think, well, I must have 15 or 20, Moles out there. It's not likely that many. You probably have two or three, four at the most, um, in in like an acre area because they're very territorial. Um, Not to say that you know you kill three or four moles and that that eliminates your mole problem, because very likely some more will move into the area if the soil is conducive for them. You know, for the you got the grubs, you got the the food supply there. They're probably going to be coming in there. Uh, a lot of people try to to uh, reduce the the grub population, um, and that will help you take away the food source that will help with the mole uh, population. But the the kill traps uh, seem to be the the best method of uh, controlling the the moles. Um, so, you know, if anybody has any, any questions on those, you know, feel free to, to call me. But, you know, knowing the difference between the moles and the voles, because the moles really don't do any damage to your, your plants, other than um, they can tunnel around a plant and cause those tunnels, uh, those tunnels will, will cause air pockets, and that can dry the plant out. So, you know, if you have a plant that's got a lot of tunnels around it and, and the roots are disturbed, they have those air pockets it could, could cause some some um, uh drying out, some pasture drying out, which uh would, would cause the plants to uh to suffer. But other than they don't eat the roots of the plant. The moles do not. The voles are the ones that eat the roots of the plants. And the voles look like mice. They look like field field mice. That's pretty much what they are. Um, as far as the voles go. So um we do wanna Try to control them. Other things in the in the uh, as far as turf is concerned right now, Rob, you know, you can still fertilize. Um, we're, we're still in February, so you could you know, push the envelope. Usually, middle of February is when you want to try to get your your nitrogen out uh, on, on your uh, tall fescue lawns. You know, put that uh, one pound per thousand square foot rate. If you go Past the, the the end of February, you go into March. Um, especially after March fifteenth, you, you want to go to the, probably um, half a pound of nitrogen per thousand square feet. Uh, they, they've done some some great research over at NC State that is that has shown um, what we never used to. February was your last chance to put uh, nitrogen on your fescue lawns until September. You know, you, you you made that. That much made that application in February, and then you didn't do another application until September. The the research that they've done at NC State has shown that Fescue probably does um, benefit from some low rate um, nitrogen uh, during the during the summer, uh, later in the spring, and, and maybe even some summer applications um, if, if your grass is, is showing signs of of nitrogen deficiency. Uh, but you use it at a very low, much, a very much lower rate. So it's you know a fifth of a pound to a half of a pound per thousand square feet versus the whole pound per thousand square feet um, uh, during that time of year. So you just have to be more careful with the, the nitrogen. But you are still still in the window for the one pound of nitrogen per thousand square feet on the um, on the fertilizing of that pre-emergent herbicide. Uh, you, you really want to probably start getting that ad out um dr Gavinson from nc State uh has has recommended the last several years to put that out a couple of weeks earlier than what uh we, we normally would put that out uh he, he has seen crabgrass in fact he's, he's coming i've read an article he commented that he has seen crabgrass germinated in wake county in um in february on uh, 2023 he saw, uh, crabgrass already germinating in February. So you probably want to go ahead and get that pre-emergent out. Uh, pre-emergents usually last a little while. You know, they have some act- activity in the soil a little, a little while. So if you get it out, if you miss it by, you know, putting it out a week early, it's better than, than putting it out a week late. So you want to go ahead and get that out usually, um, you know, three to four days, um, after, after the, Soil temperature has been 55 degrees or gray there for three or four days is usually your, your threshold for getting those pre emergence out. Uh, you know, we, we, we're probably getting close to that if we haven't already uh, gotten there. So go ahead and uh, get any any crabgrass pre-emergent out on your on your fescue lawns. And uh, as you said, you know, pretty soon we're going to be be mowing it. Uh, the, the the fescue you want to mow it at two and a half or three and a half inch, usually three to four is even better. Um, you know, leaving, leaving some height on that uh that tall pescue and that's still probably well it is. The tall pescue is still the, the most popular turf we have um, in gravel and, and person count. And, and Rob, you know, we always mention that if you if you mow your onions on a certain day right, you, you, know, you won't have to worry about onions to the next year. Well, I, I've never seen anything in writing or anything that, that backed that up until I was reading a a, a handbook, a, a, a calendar, that John Harris, uh, uh, a long-time extension agent in, in Wake County, um, put together. And um, I was reading through that, and he addressed that in that book, in that calendar. And his comment was, That if you mow it on the day that that garlic or onions plants are gonna be going dormant until the fall, then they will not show back up
2: until (laughs) the fall.
1: So evidently evidently somebody uh, mowed theirs on the perfect day and hit it just right and they died and they didn't return until the following fall. Well, so that is that is uh, good. The, 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 the rest of the story. The story as
0: <laughs> it. Hey, we need we need to take a break on that one, Johnny stand by. Sandling Golf Cars and Trailers is located 613 Lewis Street in Oxford. Open for business weekdays 8 to 5, Saturdays 9 till 1. Call 1-800-221 9267 or 919-693-4626 Al, Hillary and Will there to serve you with all of your golf car needs. They have Club Car, Easy Go and Yamaha units. If you're wanting a gasoline or an electric golf car, they have them at Sandling Golf Cars and Trailers. Trojan Batteries, Parts and Repair Service. Thinking about a new grill? Check out the Wilmington Grills at Sandling Golf Cars and Trailers. Speaking of trailers, they have utility, dump, enclosed, stock, and equipment trailers. That's Sandling Golf Cars and Trailers in Oxford, 919-693-4626, toll free, 1-800-221-9267. Sandling Golf Cars and Trailers. Hello everybody. My name is Alcadio Garcia, and me and my wife run the North Main Street Tacos. It used to be Big House. We're located in 1136 North Main Street in Rockville. We just want to let you know we serve breakfast now, Mexican breakfast. Please come and see us. We got a food truck coming up too. And all these customers we already have, thank you so much for your love and support. We appreciate everything. And todos los clientes que hablan español, muchas gracias por todo. Ahora tenemos ricos desayunos todos los días. Venganos a visitar. Y las personas que trabajan con nosotros, muchas gracias por todo, and God bless everyone. Open 730 AM to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Sunday 730 AM to 3 p.m. 36 647 4218. The address 1136 North Main Street. North Main Street Tacos have delicious food. They also have a Pick up window for those unable to come inside. 336 647 4218. Johnny Coley is our guest on the program today. We'll be back with more of the Gardener's Corner program right after these messages. MM Auction VAR 2593 announces a firearm auction to be held Saturday, March 2nd at 10 a.m. at 41825. Highway 58 in Broadnacks, Virginia, selling handguns, shotguns, hunting and sporting rifles, ammunition, and other related items. Log on to go to auction.com or call 434 917 3768 for more information. Preview will be held on Friday, March 1st, 12 noon to 6 p.m. at 418. Highway 58 in Broadnax, Virginia. Call 434-917-3768 for more information.
3: Do you have those annoying potholes in your driveway? Need some driveway regrading? Or maybe you just need some new gravel? Give JT Allison a call. Jody has been in business for over 25 years, specializing in driveway grading and hauling gravel. He also does all types of small tractor work and some backhoe and bush hogging work. Jody strives to do a top notch job and to make sure that you, the customer, is always happy. Whether it's a small job or a big job, we have multiple truck sizes to accommodate your needs. Here at JT Allison, we appreciate your business. Check us out on Facebook at JT Allison LLC or Give us a call at 336-583-6250. Jody and Kim Allison. We are rocking the county one load at a time.
0: All righty. We appreciate those fine supporting sponsors, JT Allison and M&M Auction. Uh, Johnny, uh, I just had a phone call coming into the radio station, uh, and I don't I, – I don't know how to answer this question, but maybe you do. Uh, the lady was saying that she has a small pond and she is having, uh, problems with beavers. Uh, do you know or have any suggested ways to uh, get rid of, uh, beavers in a pond?
1: Well, Rob, if, um, I'm assuming she's in person County, um, both Granville and Person counties are under this particular program. It's called the uh, Beaver Management Assistant Program, um, which the, the counties pay into um, USDA APHIS uh, each year, and and they will send out someone to to evaluate that particular situation. Um, so they'll they'll come out and the the initial evaluation, from what I understand, is free. But then if they come back to, to actually trap and, and to, to eradicate, to handle the problem, there is a, a small fee. And I want to say $20, $25, maybe $25 per visit after that to, for control measures. Um, but in Person County, the um, if you would, if they would contact uh, Person County Soil and Water, uh, this program is run through the uh, Soil and Water Conservation um, in, 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 Person County, uh, that number is 336-599-0284, extension three. So it's 599-0284, extension three. And, um, uh, and they would get the, the, person from, from USDA APHIS, uh, they get in contact with them, get your information and, and have them come out to you. Um, your, your your place, and they would evaluate, uh, see what you know, see what kind of damage, and, and they could um, they could you know manage those um, those beaver for you. Now, I, I will say that the only only way to manage beavers are, um, and, and it is a management system, not an eradication, because if you have an area that beavers coming in. Even if they get rid of the ones that are there, they're most likely going to be back. So it's, it's going to be a, a management uh, type situation on that. Um, and, and they are when they trap them, they are kill traps. Uh, that's the only way that you can trap a, a beaver. Uh, you, you can't you can't live trap a beaver and move them to somebody else's property for them to have the problem. You know, so um, you, you can't move. Uh, beavers like that, so they are kill traps, uh, when they, when they come in. I've, I've had, I've had stories where people, you know, did not want to kill, um, kill the beaver. They, you know, they didn't, they didn't like that, uh, scenario. They let them go for a few years and, and um after a few years, they were okay with people coming in to trap them because, you know, they, they can cause a lot of damage, um, and they can, they can, Really get, get high numbers fairly quickly if you don't start managing. So, um, again, uh, for this particular caller, if she'll call Person County Soil and Water uh, Conservation, um, at 336-599-0284 extension three, uh, they will get their, get her, uh, her, his information and, um, get, you know, get them in touch with the, uh, USDA APHIS um, wildlife biologist or wildlife technician, and, and he'll come out and assess the situation and, and go from there. Uh, it's a great program that both counties are involved with. Granville County has been involved with it for, for a number of ever since I've been an agent. Um, and, and even longer, Person County has, has gotten signed up in the last two or three years with it. Um, if you're in Granville County and you're listening from Granville County and you have beaver problems, contact me Um uh, I'm the contact in Gravel County. Um, you can call Soil and Water as, as well. Uh, but uh, I, I, most, most of the Beaver 9 program goes, um, goes go through extension and um in the Gravel County area. So just call me at uh, 919-603-1350 and uh, I'll get you in touch with, um, with USDA APHIS Wildlife Technician.
0: Well, Johnny, we've got about two minutes. We've went over a, a lot of time, but we can work in about two more minutes, and I'm sure you've got a couple other things you want to get out to the listeners, so take it away.
1: Well, um, I will mention vegetable gardening. Uh, vegetable gardening, it's, it's time to, uh, to start getting some things in the ground, Rob. We uh, need to start planting some of our, our cooler season crops up. Carrots, uh, carrots can be uh, sown. The seeds can go ahead and and be sown now. Um, You know, a lot of your your cold crops um, coming up on the first of March. You know, it's time to to get those in. Uh, Depending on the weather, you know, we haven't had a lot of real cold weather. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to put transplants out straight from the from a um, a greenhouse right directly into the ground. Maybe you know right now, but you know, hardening them off a little bit, which means just putting them out during, in the daytime and, and and protecting them at night for a little while uh, until they get a little bit tougher, and then they can you know they can handle those colder temperatures. Um, you know, if this gets down into the, the low twenties or uh, high teens, which you know it's not likely percentages are, are, are dropping each day for those temperatures, but um, if that did occur you might want to get a plan together to cover those those plants up but and uh, once you harden them off they should be able to you know, tolerate the, the, the colder frost type temperatures with um, you, your cooler season crops like your your, your collards your broccolis your cauliflower uh, cold crops um, uh, as they're often called but uh, and you know you want to go ahead and get your you going to, put your spring onion sets in, um, you can do that. Uh, potatoes will be pretty soon. Um, it'll be a little early, um, Irish potatoes, but, uh, you know, depending on the, the, the soil, a lot of times around here, our soil um, moisture dictates when we can put our Irish potatoes in. But, um, w- w- at this point, whenever, you know, you know, especially by the first of March, whenever the, the ground is, um, is dry enough that you can you can work it uh, and get your Irish potatoes in. That that you can go ahead and get those those planted. Um, of course, sweet potatoes would be later. You, know, you don't want to plant your sweet potatoes in in March. You wait until of May, um, into May anyway. First of June before you get your sweet potatoes planted. But any of your you know any of your your cool season crops, even some of your um, your your peas, some of your your snow peas, your um, uh, the peas, they'll, they'll be not your cow pea or your southern peas. They're there again later, but, um, your, your, snow peas, you can go ahead and get those planted. So, so, you know, it's time to, time to start thinking about gardening, Rob. Uh, need to get those plants in the ground so they can get, get established, uh, your cooler season ones and, and start, you know, making your list for your warm season. It'll be first of May and before we know it. And if you're growing them from, from seed, like your peppers and your tomatoes, as I mentioned before, tomatoes, if you're going up the seed, whatever date you want to plant them, back it up six weeks, and that's when you want to plant your seed. Peppers, probably eight weeks. Um, so if you want to plant them the first of May, and as I mentioned, next week, next Friday's first of March, if you go two months out, that's the first of May. So, you know, you need to start them up, getting those um, uh, seeds planted and, and getting them up and, and getting them Started so they'll be big enough to, for transplanting into the garden uh, once the <clears throat> once the weather does allow us to do that.
0: Some good advice you've given, to our listeners today, Johnny. Appreciate what you do. Appreciate what all the other agents do. Thanks to T.G. Brooks Supply Company, Sandling Golf Cars and Trailers, North Main Street Tacos, M M&M and M Auction. They're hosting a firearms auction up in Acts, Virginia, on Saturday march 2nd and we also appreciate the support of jt allison jody and kim rocking the county one load at a time johnny have a wonderful day look forward to having you back on the program again with us